Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday the 13th of June. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Emily Ferrier. A British soldier has died as intense fighting in Severodonetsk continues. They're pummeling uh, Severodonetsk and the surrounding areas uh, with um, artillery fire just inundating the area. And debate on gun control heats up in the U.S. This is sort of testing ground that we can pass bipartisan gun laws and the sky won't fall. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We begin in Ukraine, where the country's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, says severe fighting is ongoing in the embattled city of Severodonetsk. Speaking in his nightly address, he said Russia's military was trying to deploy reserve forces to the Donbass. The occupier's key tactical goal has not changed. They are pressing in Sieverodonetsk. Severe fighting is going on there, literally every meter. They are also pressing in the direction of Lysychansk, Bakhmut, Slovyansk, and so on. Local officials say the Russians have blown up a bridge in the city, cutting off possible evacuation routes for civilians. Severodonetsk has become the main focus of the Russian offensive in recent weeks. It's one of the last areas in the occupied eastern Luhansk region that is still under Ukrainian control. Meanwhile, a former British soldier has been killed fighting for Ukraine. 24-year-old Jordan Gatley served in the British Army until March of this year and was shot dead in Severodonetsk, an eastern city that has been at the scene of some of the bloodiest battles since the war began. Gatley is the second Briton known to have been killed in action after another volunteer, Scott Sibley, died fighting Russian troops in April. Askold Krushelnitsky is the Times of London's reporter in Ukraine and says it's a difficult region for Ukrainian forces. The commander-in-chief of the Ukrainian forces um, this evening, about an hour ago, um, said that the Russian attacks are continuing, as they have done over the last few weeks. They're pummeling uh, Severodonetsk and the surrounding areas uh, with um, artillery fire just inundating the area. A new framework on gun legislation has been agreed upon by a cross-party group of key U.S. senators in response to mass shootings in the U.S. over the last month. The proposed deal offers measured gun curbs but falls short of the tougher steps President Joe Biden and many of the Democrats have been calling for. Biden said in a statement, It does not do everything that I think is needed. 
Liz Landers, chief political correspondent for Vice News, told Times Radio that this should make a difference. I think this framework, as I understand it, it does hit on some key provisions that Democrats do want, which which includes having some more strictly enforced background checks for young purchasers. So that was something that I thought was very interesting about this, um, that if you're under 21, they're going to be enhanced review process to go through before you can purchase that weapon. Those on either side of the gun control debate have commented after Sunday's announcement. Gun control activist Christian Hine said this could be the breakthrough needed for lawmakers to stop fearing the National Rifle Association. And I think, you know, it's it's significant not only because of uh, how this can have a real impact in lives, but to me it feels like a moment in time um, and and a sign of things to come, right? This is, this is sort of testing ground that we can pass bipartisan gun laws and the sky won't fall. Tom Jones, who heads the Conservative American Accountability Foundation, said that the Senate's bill is going in the wrong direction. I think it's deeply disappointing that Republican leadership decided to get in league with the Democratic conference in the Senate to put together a gun control bill. Um, You know, that should be a huge red flag for Republican voters going into the fall. Um, You know, Democrats are going to come back for more. President Biden praised the plan that includes support for state red flag laws that keeps guns from potentially dangerous people. The legislation would mean tougher criminal background checks for firearm buyers under 21, as well as a crackdown on straw purchases by people buying firearms for those who could not pass a background check. This comes in the wake of last month's massacres at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, and a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. The announcement marks the furthest that talks on gun measures have advanced in Congress since 2013, following a Connecticut school massacre when gun control legislation failed on the Senate floor. On the way, the Tony Awards are arrived, and do robots really have feelings? Times of London Daily World Briefing To France, where President Emmanuel Macron has not done as well as he might have hoped for in the first round of parliamentary elections there. Growing support for the left's alliance is jeopardising his position, meaning it's uncertain whether Macron will be able to get an outright majority. Adam Sage is the Times of London's Paris correspondent and has told Times Radio the record low voter turnout may actually have helped the president. If turnout had been higher, then it would have been even worse for Emmanuel Macron. Um, And and one of the issues over the next week will be whether um, the the left, but also the the right-wing populist national rally, can get out its voters, their voters, um, uh, to vote in the second round, which could deprive Emmanuel Macron of an outright majority in Parliament. Left Green Alliance leader Jean-Luc Mélenchon has made a strong showing in the election so far. Mélenchon encouraged his supporters after the vote. We hope our adversaries will be stunned. For the rest, the truth is that the presidential party, with regards to the first round, is beaten and defeated. Macron's ability to pass his reform agenda is at stake in the vote, including a pension reform he's deemed essential to restore order to public finances. The president faces a battle in next week's second round to win 289 seats and keep his majority. Companies in Malaysia are turning down orders and foregoing billions of dollars in revenue 
as a severe shortage of migrant workers continues. A freeze on recruiting foreign workers due to the COVID-19 pandemic was lifted in February. But with Malaysia so reliant on workers from Indonesia and Bangladesh, protracted negotiations over protections and slow government approvals is causing havoc on Malaysia's economy. The Southeast Asian nation is a key link in the global supply chain and a huge producer of palm oil. Growers are at a breaking point with the lack of staff reducing the capacity to harvest palm fruit by nearly half. Senior analyst at Boer Group Asia, Arina Najwa Ahmad, says the losses will only become greater the longer the situation continues. Um, MPOC already said that you know planters may reduce their earnings from 5 to 10 percent further. So you know, compounding that with supply chain disruptions and not being able to cater to global demand, missing out even on, you know, the export ban that that Indonesia has, I think this could exacerbate even further the amount of revenue that Malaysia is really is, you know, missing out. The palm oil industry, which contributes 5% of Malaysia's economy, warns that 3 million tons of crop could be lost this year as fruit rots unpicked, meaning the losses of more than $4 billion. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the result of the Formula One's Azerbaijan Grand Prix, here's John Jackson. Lewis Hamilton says he'll need some recovery time before next weekend's Formula One Canadian Grand Prix. The seven-time world champion finished Sunday's Azerbaijan Grand Prix in visible pain after his Mercedes once again suffered the severe bouncing issues that have seen the Brit drop to sixth in the world championship table. He described the experience as the most painful and toughest race he'd endured, with Mercedes team principal Toto Wolff suggesting that Hamilton was the worst affected driver from the issues with the redesigned cars for 2022. Hamilton eventually finished fourth in Baku, with his teammate George Russell third, behind the Red Bull 1-2 of Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Neither Ferrari finished the race after both suffered engine problems. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. The 75th annual Tonys saw the Broadway awards show come together in its full glory for the first time since the start of the pandemic. The winner of Best New Musical went to A Strange Loop, the story of a black gay man and his mental struggles as a playwright. As for Best New Play, the Lehman trilogy about the rise and fall of investment firm Lehman Brothers took home the award at Radio City Music Hall in New York on Sunday. The writer of the Lehman trilogy said that being on stage to accept the award felt like a miracle after COVID-19 halted preview shows of the play for 577 days saying he wrote his play as a hymn to the city of New York. Tony voters honoured Company for the award of Best Revival, the final project backed by composer and theatre legend Stephen Sondheim, who died in November. And finally, robots with feelings? It sounds like something from a sci-fi film, but one engineer thinks it's not far from reality. In fact, Blake Lemoyne, a Google engineer, believes that a computer chatbot he's worked on has become sentient. The Times of London science editor Tom Whipple says there might be an easier explanation. And we don't particularly want to say that this thing's sentient because, you know, probably, almost certainly, indeed, I'll place almost all the money I have on it, it's just got extremely good at analysing human conversations and responding in a human-like way. However, Lemoyne has been suspended by Google as the evidence the company has does not support his claims. 
And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday the 13th of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.